Well, it is a privilege to be here. I've really enjoyed um, being a part of this ministry, and um, I hope that you have been encouraged, and I hope that you will continue to be encouraged um, as we go before the Lord tonight. And I, I have been meditating, as I often do, in the book of Philippians lately. And I just want to share a couple verses from um, Philippians chapter 1. And uh, it's toward the end of the chapter. Um, Paul is, is talking about how he lives on earth. He lives in the flesh. And he says this toward the end of the chapter. Um, he says, But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I want not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless to abide in the flesh, is more needful for you. And there is a lot in this first chapter of Philippians and a lot in the book. And uh, there's a lot we could say, but I just want to encourage you that you may, many of you are getting toward the end of your lives and you may be wondering why God has not yet called you home. Maybe you've seen far too many in your estimation go home before you. And you wish that you could be with them and you wish that you could be with your Lord. And that is very, uh, that's a very good thing. But I think it's important to remember that God has a plan for your life. And He has you here. And the question that I want to encourage you to ask is not necessarily, when am I going home? Though that's not always a bad question to ask. But rather, what do you want me to do with this day that you've left me here? Every day when you are here at Rust Haven, or if you go out into the community, I don't know what all of you do, but every day you come in contact with people. And every person is going through their own struggles, and they have their own things in their lives that they need to be encouraged about. And Paul goes on to say in that chapter that he realizes that it's more needful for the Philippians that he stay on the earth. But see, the beauty of Paul's situation in this chapter is that he was in a win-win situation. He said earlier in the chapter that he wanted to do nothing for which he should be ashamed, but that God would be glorified in his body now and always. And then he said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now there's not a whole lot of win-win situations in the world. We talk about a win-win situation as a situation that has more than one benefit. 
And this is one of the true and one of the most important win-win situations ever. I often imagine this scenario. Paul is in prison. He's probably chained between two guards. And the guards no doubt conversed with Paul because we see in the fourth chapter of Ephesians toward the end, or fourth chapter of Philippians, toward the end of the book we see that all the saints with me greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Can you imagine that there were saints in Caesar's household? Because even when Paul was chained up and in prison for the gospel, he didn't cease to preach the gospel. And so as he's sitting here in a prison cell with these guards, no doubt he's like saying, here, let me tell you about my friend Jesus. And I know there were probably some that said, Paul, we don't like what you're saying, and we could kill you for it. And Paul says to the Philippians, and he says to all of us today, for to me, to live is Christ. If I live, I'm living for Christ. In Galatians, he puts it this way, that he's crucified with Christ and he no longer lives, but Christ lives in him. And he says, if I live, I live for Christ. But if I die, I gain heaven. So there's no way I'm going to lose. And no doubt, because many in Caesar's household saw that confidence, saw that what he was saying wasn't just words, but that it was truth. We see the results in Philippians chapter 4, where he says, The saints of Caesar's household also greet you. And I know that this is a Christian organization, and so there are many great Christians that work here, give their time here. But it could just be that the reason you as a saint of God are still here is because there's someone here who works with you or maybe a family member of yours that God still wants to reach with the gospel. We have to remember that it's not always or it's often a multifaceted process but if we plant seeds we never know what will happen. We may plant a seed and somebody else will water it. And it keeps getting fertilized. And years down the road, or maybe even not until we get to heaven, will we realize that the seeds we planted or the watering we gave helped someone come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Savior. And so as... You go forward this week, I want to encourage you to finish well. To realize that, that, the, that these aren't just the last few days of your life, and so you should just hold on until Jesus comes. Though, though being aware and being grateful that that is a fact is a great thing to live with. But I encourage you to live these days 
to their fullest. God has a plan. And He's working it out. And He has a plan for you. And He's working it out. Even now. And then earlier in this verse, earlier in this book, earlier in this chapter, there's a great verse. Philippians 1 verse 6. It says, Being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. But there's one very important caveat there, and that is Jesus cannot complete a work in you if it has not begun. And there's a parable about the the people that went into the vineyard and at nine in the morning. They agreed to work for such and such amount of money and the the vineyard keeper said, okay, I'll pay you that. Then three hours later, more men came and they agreed for so much and they went and got their pay. And still more came late in the day. And finally, at the end of the day, the Lord of the vineyard is paying everyone. And He pays them each the same because that's what he agreed to do it doesn't matter if you are my age or if you are 80 years old God's salvation through Jesus Christ is for you and anyone else who will receive it I encourage you not to end today until you've done just that. So you'll be able to say that Christ is completing His work in you. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank You for the promise of heaven. We thank You too, though, Lord, that You have not just promised us heaven, but You've promised to be with us here, to be among us here, to be moving in us here. And You didn't leave us comfortless, but You left us with the Holy Spirit. We praise You and thank You for that. We ask that You would bless everyone in this room and that You would help us to go forth in Your power for Your purposes, for Your power and Your glory. Amen.